So we were doing Srimad Bhagavatam Canto 11 Part 2 Chapter 25 The Three Modes and Beyond. So initially what we had done yesterday was up to verse 12. 12 also we had just touched on it but we will do it today also a little bit. We had done the three modes of material nature that is Sattva, Rajas and Tamas which is goodness, passion and ignorance and how it influences the living entity. And this is where we had stopped. So we are doing Canto 11, Part 2, Srimad Bhagavatam, Chapter 25, Verse 12, Three Modes and Beyond. I am reading verse 12. The three modes of material nature, goodness, passion and ignorance, influence the living entity, but not me. Manifesting within his mind, they induce the living entity to become attached to material bodies and other created objects. In this way, the living entity is bound up. So, there are three modes of nature, which is Sattva, Rajas and Tamas. Sattva is all about goodness. Rajas is all about activity or passion. And the third one is Tamas, which is about ignorance. <clears throat> in this today's day and age, ignorance is very much predominant in this world. Why? Because we are in the Kali Yuga. So, Krishna says that Though it is predominant in man, but he is not touched by it. That means Krishna is beyond all these gunas. So beyond everything. That means there are 28 principles. What are the 28 principles? We have the elements. So there are different elements called earth, wind, fire, all those. They beyond that, beyond the senses, beyond the mind, beyond ego, beyond everything. So he is beyond all the gunas also. So 28 different principles are there. He is beyond all that. That is what he mentioned. Now, how do these gunas manifest in a human being is what we are doing. So we had, we were supposed to continue from manifesting within his mind. They induce the living entity to become attached to material bodies and other created objects. In this way, the living entity is bound up. How is the living entity bound up? First, the thought comes in the mind. Okay, I need XYZ item. What is that item? Could be anything. Could be a house, could be marriage, could be anything, you know. I want to buy a very nice bike for myself. I want to come first in class. You can name it anything. All kinds of desires that arise in the mind first. So, manifesting within the mind. First, it starts within the mind. That means everything begins in the mind. Then what happens? Now, let us say there is a desire, a thought which has come, which says that, I want to own a house. Now what happens when a person thinks of owning a house? They induce the living entity to become attached to material bodies and other created objects. The attachment starts there on. So the first is the desire. I want to own a house. How is he going to own a house? He has to buy the house by spending money 
where do I get the money? To get the money, I have to have a job. I need a money in the bank. That means I need to have some amount of surplus funds. When will I have surplus funds? When I have worked for many years. Houses are not coming cheap, isn't it? You require a lot of money to own a house. So it's definitely going to cost you a lot of money. So he gets entangled in the material realm. He has to bother about the job. So once he has a job, now I'm going to tell you how that whole thing proceeds. He gets, see, induce the living and attached to material bodies and other created objects. So we have established the created object. What is the created object? House. So to own the house, what does he do? He has to work hard, he has to make the money, blah, 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 all those things. Finally, he has gathered sufficient funds to go out in the marketplace and buy the house. But do you think that today's day and age, he has so much of money that he can buy the house outright? No, he will have to take a loan. So he takes a loan. After he takes a loan, then he takes a house. Then what happens to this place? Now, if you take a house which is quite big, let us say three, four bedroom, quite a big house, there's lawn, there's this, there's that, so many things. Now, can he take it for himself alone? No, he wants it for his family. So, he's got wife, children and so on and so forth. Now, all these people are staying together in this house. How many years? Just a few years. They may not even stay over there. But all the time that they are staying, the EMIs are getting paid. That means the person is busy paying the loan off. I think it's a common answer across the world, whether it is Singapore, whether it is India, whether it is UK, whether it is USA. Man is paying through his nose with the interest burden and the principal amount to the banks and all these institutions. By the time he has paid the whole thing in full, now he feels that I need to relax now. But unfortunately, his children are grown up. Say they go away. Their own ways. Now there is a very big house. Very big house. And maybe the husband and the wife are there alone. So what are they doing? Nothing. The entire house is bereft of any happiness. You know, there is no happiness anywhere. So, did you understand how attachment happens? Manifesting within his mind, they induce the living entity to become attached to material bodies and other created objects. In this way, the living entity is bound up. So, I have given you an example of a house and how even when he is 60 and 70, the person doesn't know what to do with the big house. In Goa, you will find there are, I think more than 50% of the houses are lying locked. Why? And they are literally gone to the ruins. The big palatial bungalows over here, huge houses. But why are they locked? Because nobody to stay in them. So what is the point in having so many bedrooms, such a big lawn, such a big place. Unnecessary, the person has wasted his life trying to build a house. 
or trying to buy a house. Finally, he is going to go in a grave which will be 6 by 3. That's it. So let us come back to the next example. A person says, I want to join a very big college. And they decide. Harvard, X, Y, Z, you know, some big names they take. And this person says, I want to join, I want to join, I want to join, I want to join. As constantly at the back of the mind. And the person says, I have to join this place. So they give number of examinations. And finally, in the end, somehow they are able to join. Do you think people get, get to join them with their own money or something like that? No, again they are taking a loan to join because they cost a lot of money. By the time they are in the second year of their college or by the time they are even in the first year of their college over there, something strange has happened. They are dissatisfied. They are completely disgruntled. The focus which they had, I want to become somebody great in this one, disappears. Yesterday a, a very huge article has come. In that it is mentioned that there is a very big college called Eton. E-T-O-N. I am sure you heard about it. It's a, it's a very big institution in this world. They conduct classes. Naturally every college, even Harvard will definitely have some classes. Do you know which is the class which has got the maximum attendance? More than 1000 people join one class every week. One class has got the maximum attendance. Do you know what the name of the class is? Finding happiness. Every week these idiots go and attend lectures how to find happiness in this world. Why are they attending every week? Because once they go and attend once, they think, oh, I will listen to this great Babaji who has come, you know. Some great Buddhist monk and somebody somewhere has come over there. He is giving a grand lecture. So they go and attend one lecture. And next week, they want to go and attend once again. Because why? what happened during the course of the week? His girlfriend ditched him. Hmm? He was not able to do this. He was not able to do that. So by the end of the coming week, before the class, he is fully unhappy. So he again needs a shot of happiness. It's like drug, you know. So he goes for another class. Then he comes out of the class. I am very happy. I am going to be happy. I am going to be happy. He comes out of the class. Goes rearing out in the world. And by the end of the week again, he is unhappy. He dreads the class. All his other classes. The person may get fancy degrees. You look at all the professors in the world, all the big professors, you know, all the fancy names that you can pick up. They must have got big, big prizes. They are running after money. I have given lecture here, I have done this there, I have done that there. They literally are running after money. Do you think they are happy? Somewhere down the line they will go and hang themselves. Don't worry. Because none of these people are happy. 
Now did you understand how they have got entangled in this living entity is bound up, is tied up literally. He gets tied up in his life continuously like this. So we will move to the next verse. This is verse 13. When the mode of goodness, now we are going to do goodness which is first. Hmm? The first one is what? Sattva, isn't it? When the mode of goodness which is luminous, pure and auspicious predominates over passion and ignorance, a man becomes endowed with happiness, virtue, knowledge and other good qualities. Now in this verse what is mentioned? A man has got all the three qualities. That is Sattva, Rajas and Tamas. He is having goodness, passion and ignorance, all three put together. You may say, uh, how is that possible? Think about it. Ignorance. You start with ignorance only, isn't it? <laughs> when you are a small a child, a baby, you start with ignorance only, isn't it? In the material world, you are completely ignorant of everything. Passion. Once you understand what is competition, in school only you have started to learn about competition. You know, even that, I know, in some of the schools they still have the spoon and marble race. I'm sure you have seen that. Tumari spoon and marble race, sack race, potato race, this race, that race. You know, when you are a kid, you have all these races and you enjoy these races, you know. <laughs> so you know, understand, you understand what is all these races about. And in life also you understand what race is all about. You want to race everybody. So passion comes into you. I want to be first. I want to do this. I want to do that. From sports to every other thing in school and in college, you want to excel yourself. So you are in the, in the way of passion. Then, after many years, maybe, you know, finally you arrive at a conclusion passion and this thing I think enough of it you know. I, I need to take a little bit of rest now so then he turns towards Sattva so yes a man goes from one to another to another sometimes it so happens that he directly enters the Sattva sometimes he directly enters passion sometimes he directly enters the third one ignorance you know there are some people who even after going to school college and all nothing works they are zero in everything. Even work outside, they are not even interested. So they waste their entire life. You get people who are completely ignorant, the third, third nature. So, when the mode of goodness which is luminous, pure and auspicious predominates over passion and ignorance, a man becomes endowed with happiness, virtue, knowledge and other good qualities. When a man moves towards sattva, or goodness, he becomes luminous. Luminous with what? Knowledge. If you look at that person's countenance, he will always be smiling. He will be peaceful. You will look at him and he, you will find a kind of a luminosity in him. You know, he's fully, as if, I'm sure, you know, you have seen all the gods, they have all that luminous halo around their head. Something like that you can find in this person. No real halo. But you can feel, oh, there is a lot of happiness in that person. So, purity. The entire life man is running after money, this, that. He does all kinds of wrong things. But now, 
if he is in the mode of goodness, he has gone to the mode of goodness, he has become absolutely pure. So purity comes in that person. Then auspicious. Everything is very, very auspicious. Predominates over passion and ignorance. A man becomes endowed with happiness. So what does happen to him? He becomes extremely happy in this world. He is a virtuous person. He has knowledge and all other good qualities. So those who are in the mode of goodness will have all these things mentioned over here. We should all try to be good. Okay? Try to be good. When the mode of passion which causes attachment, separation and activity conquers ignorance and goodness, a man becomes begins to work hard to acquire prestige and fortune. Thus in the mode of passion he experiences anxiety and struggle. So now we are talking about somebody who wants to have more of passion. What does he do? He has to overcome his ignorance and he is supposed to overcome his what else? Sattva guna which means goodness. Now can a person be good as well as you know doing his work? No. No. Can there be a honest politician? Can there be a policeman who is 100% dedicated to his duty of maintaining peace and order and all? Can you find a very sincere professor or a teacher who is only focused in teaching, not interested in making money? Can you find a doctor who is dedicated to his job? You know, we had learned one story when we were kids. Nightingale, you know. Florence Nightingale. Do you think there is a Florence Nightingale there in the world today? No. Every doctor wants his pound of flesh. They have their own ways of making money. Now you name one profession where people are very sincere, dedicated, this, that. Not a single profession you will find. You know, even the printers and the dyers that are there of, you know, handmade fabrics. They do shortcuts. They will say, we are using environmental friendly dyes. Nothing environmental and nothing friendly in those dyes. Okay. You know, we have this great understanding that I should eat less of sugar and more of brown sugar. Hmm? This is our understanding. In India, we call it jaggery also, you know, a little bit of, instead of eating sugar, we will eat jaggery. Do you know every jaggery in this world is made when they have to cure it, like that thing, when, when they use it in the vat, they have used some of the worst chemicals over there, you can land up having cancer. A farmer will say, I really work very hard. But he is buying his seeds, which are called GMO, genetically modified. The chickens which are available from the market, they are also modified. I am sure you know that. 
chicken cannot give more than uh, you know one or two eggs in one eggs in a week but these chickens are giving 200 and 300 eggs in a year how is it possible the cow is supposed to give enough milk when she is going to have a baby how is your cow giving milk all through your uh, you know year round she is injected with all kinds of hormones so you name a profession or a career or something which is driven by passion which is clean no where it is clean a company in india which was trying to sell cars called volkswagen they were trying to peddle of things which had a lot of problems in it we are a third world country according to them so you can come and dump anything that you feel like so every car of theirs they had taken false certification why is it like that why is everybody corrupt because everybody is driven by modes of passion everybody wants shortcut no lot of money shortest amount of time so you will understand what is this mode of passion it causes attachment separationism and activity what is this attachment means what you get attached to that job you get attached to that object whatever the object may be suppose there is you know in the united nations a great place which is there how much of corruption could be there lot think about the parliament i want to raise a question in the parliament you know you know what it means to raise a question in the parliament i will have to spend my entire life and still my question will not get raised in the parliament imagine you have some great person in your you know you as a friend and member of the parliament is a great friend of yours tell that person sir can you please raise this question on this issue is the same thing which happens in the congress in united states the question cannot be raised and even if it is raised it is shoot down quiet don't talk about it nobody debates on it and then the motion is carry forward oh now we have a winter session you know now our holiday session is going on so after this there are holidays for 3 months so there will be no session now can you please come back with the question after 3 months by the time there are there is a pile of more questions and they'll say your question maybe next year and the next year and the next year and the next year and the election year comes and then what happened to your question went out of the window nothing happens <coughs> so i hope you understand whichever place that you take this is what happens you get attached to it and the attachment becomes so strong nothing moves right so separationism just imagine there are lots of people who have gone to the middle east do you know the largest number of people the biggest population in the middle east is in dubai and all those places of indians 
if there are half a million people there, which are of local people, that is the Arabs, more than half a million are Indians. Why? They have gone there to do menial jobs, construction activity, these, that and all that. And their passports are taken away. So they cannot come back to the country. So just recently, 10 days ago, the government of you know, the UAE decided that these people should be given at, le at least one holiday in a week. At least one holiday in a week should be given and at least one trip back to their homeland and back. You decide for yourself what happens to this. They are separated from their family. There are lots of people in Singapore who are working from India also. Philippines and all that, you know, other countries. When do they get time to go home? Their families are somewhere else. You know, here in India, you will find that people from Nepal, they come over here. They go to meet their family once in a while. They are all separated. You will find that most of the states now have a lot of people from Orissa, northeast of India, Calcutta, working in other states. The families are in their hometowns. A lot of separatism has happened there. People are separated. Activity. A lot of activity happens. When this particular mode of passion overcomes goodness and ignorance. A man begins to work hard to acquire prestige. I have to establish my credentials in this world. I will become a manager, then I will become a senior manager, then I will become a vice president, then I will become a president of the company. The aspirations can never go out of this, his life ever after that. He may be a very simple worker, a, you know, workers, a bricklayer, you know, bricklayers in the construction industry. There's somebody who mixes the cement and somebody who lays the brick. The bricklayer is thinking, one day I will become a contractor. My children, I will make my son an engineer. But one day he is hoping to become a contractor. So this is what happens to the person. He gets driven by hard work and he wants to acquire prestige and fortune also. You go to this, most of this, even the uh, when we went to Hong Kong, okay, there is a place called Macau next to it and Macau is the biggest I mean the largest and the richest casinos are there in the world in Macau. It is 10 times the size of Las Vegas. 10 times the size of Las Vegas. There are lots of people who are dealing the cards and you know the croupiers and all the, everybody is there surrounding. What do you think those people are thinking? One day I will become Mr. Flynn. Oh! One day I want to own the Grand. One day I want to own the Bellagio. You want to own the Bellagio. You are just de dealing the cards over there. Huh? And the tokens. 
they are still thinking that they want to become that big. Nobody thinks small, by the way. An employee of a company thinks, one day I'll become a CEO of a company. CEO, you don't even have the qualification and you want to become the CEO? Nothing. The idea that a person has to do something stems from this particular factor, which is called Rajoguna, Rajas. It is, it is activity based. And he is passionate about things. But what has happened to the rest of his? The goodness has gone out of the window. When a person is focused in the world wanting to make money, there is no goodness left in this world. You want to be good, you can't make money. Let me tell you this much. Okay? I can tell you, assure you this much. If you really want to be good, then don't think of making money. If you want to make money, don't think that you can ever be good. No. If you want to make money and you are really, you know, in the mode of uh, passion, can you be lazy? Can you be ignorant? No. See, that means these two gunas, that is, sattva and tamas have to be thrown out. Only rajas, you are only focused in that one line. Got it? So if you want to understand that you cannot be uh, like a Mother Teresa hmm, or Dalai Lama and then say that you know what? I don't want money. Somebody has to make money to give it to you. So somebody else will be in the mode of passion just to fulfill your dreams. Got it? So, coming back to the third one. When the mode of ignorance conquers passion and goodness, it covers one's consciousness and makes one foolish and dull. Falling into lamentation and illusion, a person in the mode of ignorance sleeps excessively, indulges in false hopes and displays violence towards others. So, this is a yuga of Kali Yuga, you know, full of mode of ignorance. Ignorance means forget about knowledge. Today morning I wrote something. Okay. In that I have written that first and foremost, you know, it is a techn technology terms. Okay. So maybe I maybe I know a little of technology. You will also understand. Okay. This world nobody trusts another person. You know that? I can't trust another person, another person cannot trust me. So what do they do? Even the computers can't trust each other. Human beings forget it. The computers also can't trust each other. They all have the Kida Makoda. I mean, sorry that all the worms and the, you know, viruses in it. You know that, isn't it? Even the internet you can't trust. So, they created a system which is called blockchain technology. Why? Because nobody can trust each other. So they created blockchain. Blockchain means... Every computer will have the same data. Replication. And nobody can tell lies. You understand? If five people know the same thing and if five people record it in their books, can anybody lie then? No. Five independent people. So you cannot lie. So this became a blockchain technology. Now blockchain technology means you are writing down everything in the computer. How much of data are you going to have? 
huge amount of data. Now everybody's transaction who don't trust each other. Does anybody trust each other? No. So everybody who doesn't trust each other will compile their data into computers. So the more data you compile, you require more space, isn't it? Finally, what will you do? Go to cloud computing. <laughs> so cloud will have a lot of data in it. So you put the data over there. Cloud, I'm just saying up, it's not there. Maybe it is down. So you put all the data in the cloud. After that, what do you do? That's a data overload is going to happen. Too much of data. You know, if you eat too much, what happens? Too much of problems, gases. So in the same way, these computers, they also have a lot of problems. So what? They need data analytics. People have to analyze the data. Isn't it? So data analysis has to be done. And data analysis has to be done. That means you require artificial intelligence to analyze that data. Wow. So we have come a full circle to the point all this started because you don't trust each other. Now who is winning in this? All the big companies in the world, Intel's, Google's, IBM's of this world, all the Alibaba's are winning. Why? Because they are the ones who are going to sell you the cloud. They are the ones who are going to sell you artificial intelligence. They are the ones who are going to sell you computers. They are going to become richer and richer all because you don't trust each other. See? Very easy way of making more money for them. Because there is no space in your computer, so naturally you will have to go to some cloud or something, isn't it? And then, there, you have got all the answers over there. But why don't you trust each other? Because we are in the mode of ignorance. See, we don't want to trust anybody. Actually, there is no trust in this world. You should know that. Can somebody give me a hundred thousand dollars and say you keep this with you? Just like that. Nobody wants to give. <laughs> so, it conquers passion and goodness. It covers one's consciousness. The truth about this life is never understood by this person. You try telling a person who is in the mode of ignorance, that is the third one, tamasic person. You need to work hard, you know. You need to take up a job. You need to earn nicely. You say, why? What is the point? You know, Canada and the UK are welfare states. USA, I get food stamps. Why do I need to bother? Why do I need to work? Yesterday I was discussing with Chitti about a person. And uh, he was asking me, Guruji, there are lots of beggars in Mumbai. I said, yeah, 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 there are lots of beggars. They don't have, according to, you know, they are wearing all torn clothes, they are sitting over there. You know, the, the way they talk, you know, Allah ke naam pe de, baba. You know, even the voice that they will remove is some, some very strange kind of voice they will say. Jo dega uska bhi bala, jo nahi dega uska bhi bala. You know, very funny way of talking. And then I said, you know what? They earn more than a hundred thousand per month just begging. They have got four or five flats, you know, flats. 
apartments in Mumbai. They have rented it out to people. They are earning rents. They are staying in a fancy apartment themselves. And yet, their profession is to come in the streets and beg for money. They make more money than you, by the way. And if you tell them, you should work hard. He will tell you, am I not working hard? I am a beggar in the street. See, I work very hard over here. <laughs> I get so much of money. I am richer than you. This is what is called mode of ignorance. Did you get the point? <laughs> this is the funniest part in our world. A person who doesn't do anything gets to earn more. For what reason? Mode of ignorance. You know that PNB scam is going on? Punjab National Bank. Okay? It is, I think, more than $2 billion worth of scam, I think. Somebody has taken $2 billion and disappeared. Okay? Now, this has been going on for the last, I think, 12 years or 15 years. Nobody knows about it. And he's a diamond merchant. Everybody goes to buy diamonds from him. Gitanjali jewels and some other thing in Niramodi and all that is named. This person, he is a Belgian citizen. He's got a Belgian passport. You know Belgium? Why Belgium? Because it is the hub of diamond industry. You, know, you heard of the place called Antwerp? It's very famous. Diamond hub. This man is rolling in money. And he has told the bankers in India, I need money. So they have, in, they have given him what is called LOU. It's a letter of intent or something like that they have given. Letter of understanding. Thousands of crores of rupees. Oh my goodness. The amount of money that they have given and this guy has disappeared. He is staying in a New York hotel by the way just now with his entire family. There are 12 accounts in India. He has emptied all the 12 accounts. So where is his money? Nobody knows. There is another person Vijay Malia. He is in London. Now he has made a scam worth 9,000 crores or something like that. This fellow has made a, um, a scam of 11,000 crores. I think next time we will have 25,000 crores. And after that 50,000 crores. We are going to have bigger and bigger scams also. But he is happy. I sell diamonds and I am very happy. So he is like that. You know mode of ignorance. We are so ignorant people. So who is the one who has sanctioned all this? An officer who was leaving the bank. Before he left the bank, he signed all the documents and gave it to him. Now that fellow is retired. What is the maximum punishment that he will get? He will be put in jail. Maybe his pension he will not get. But has he not collected enough pension from Niram Modi before that? There you got it. So in his world, he is secured. If this kind of things happen in this world, I think you understand how this mode of ignorance works. Huh? So, covers their consciousness. They are not bothered about it. And makes one foolish and dull. Foolish and dull? Can you call that person foolish and dull? Yes, of course. You know how foolish and dull he is? You see, the whole life he has worked till the age of 60, he has worked very hard, that officer. And in one stroke, Everything is gone. 
His name, fame, fortune, everything is disappearing. But what is the point? Person who move, moves on the mode of ignorance becomes this. A corrupt politician. What happens to him after many years? The only thing he can give is give lectures in different parts of the world, isn't it? So you will find all the ex-presidents and the prime ministers, they go to all the great universities, they charge $100,000 and they will give one speech over there. Or they write books. They get money from that. This is what the world has come to. Falling into lamentation, lamentations and illusion. A person who is in the mode of ignorance is always lamenting. Always, you know, today's day and age you will find that there are lesser mortals also. I am not talking about precedents now. I am talking about lesser mortals. I have been working so hard all my life, you know. I don't know what I am going to do. I am the sufferer. I never got anything. Nothing happened with me. Look at that fellow. He is enjoying his life. They are looking at other people and saying they are enjoying. I am the one who is always not enjoying. So this is exactly how it works. So they don't enjoy. Then he sleeps excessively. A person who is in the mode of ignorance is not active at all. He says nobody cares for me. Nobody gives a damn about me. Why do I need to open my eyes also? I would rather sleep. So waste time, talk nonsense, gossip, waste. You will find that in most of the villages, you know, across the world, across the world. There is a central location. If you see, even in the old movies, you will find that there is one place where there is a fountain, and people are just sitting over there roaming. Have you seen My Fair Lady? There also you will find that there are lots of people in the middle of the street somewhere. And they are just, you know, singing songs, doing nothing. I went to a place in uh, Hong Kong. In uh, Macau also. I found that there are old people. They are sitting in a cluster and they are playing a game called Mahjong Mahjong or something like that you know with the coins and they moves like that the same thing happens in Cuba in Brazil people are sitting over there for hours playing chess what are they doing you have housey you know, houses, I don't know what they call it in uh, other countries. You have those numbers written and you punch those numbers. There are lots of places where people will go and sit over there throughout the day punching those numbers. They get those tickets and they will punch it. Tick, 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 tick. Lucky five, lucky this, lucky top, top uh, row, I don't know what all. Full house. I don't know what. They have nothing to do. You go to uh, one of most of these places. You will find they have put that money in the slot. <laughs> what are they doing? This is what they are doing. This is the third guna. Wasting time. Indulge in false hope. They are always thinking that someday they will win money. 
someday. Someday in life, you know, I will make something. This is the third guna. And displays violence towards other. If they don't get, they will get very violent. When conscience, consciousness becomes clear and the senses are detached from matter, one experiences fearlessness within the material body and detachment from the material mind. You should understand this situation to be the predominance of the mode of goodness in which one has the opportunity to realize me. So now Krishna is going to describe how he can be realized. That means how you are able to how you are able to manage to become the mode of goodness and from there beyond. When consciousness becomes clear and the senses are detached from matter. Spirituality teaches you these things. What do, what do they teach? It teaches you how to become clear in your consciousness. You know the amount of dirt that we have in our mind? If you try to tell your mind, you know, keep quiet for some time. It's impossible for the mind to keep quiet. It just keeps on thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking. You know, you might have seen old people sitting like this. Do you think their mind is working or not? They are thinking in the year 1916 when I was very young, you know, I was doing so many things. They are dwelling in the past and they are thinking about today. You know how they are thinking? If only I would have done that, today I would not be sitting in this position like this. They are ruining over their entire life. And there are some people in this world who will say, I am enjoying my life, you see. I met some people when I had gone to that uh, Machu Picchu. People who are very old, 70s plus 70, 75 years old. And I was looking at them. And the way they were talking to each other. Last year I went to Europe. I went to this place. Before that I went to Thailand. Before that I went to this. They are only traveling. What are they trying to find? The word called happiness. Traveling doesn't give happiness by the way. You get to see places which you can Google and see yourself also. That's that way, okay? It's not a big deal. But this happiness which we talk about, the placidity of the mind, the peacefulness is got when you are in the mode of sattva. So he says, consciousness becomes clear and the senses are detached from the matter. Senses are detached from the matter. The person who was on Machu Picchu was looking at the scenery and saying, Wow, so beautiful this is. He's attached to his eyes. Then they will go and eat some nice food in a restaurant and say, Oh, this is so nice food, you know. Mm, yum, yum. They're attached to their senses. At the age of 70 and 80, they still want to enjoy their life. But the entire 70 years of their life they have enjoyed, isn't it? What else are you talking about? Sensual enjoyments. 
I don't have to go in other direction. So every other sensual enjoyment they want to go through. This person in Sattva has detached, has cut those things, cut those bondages. He's not interested in looking at beautiful things. Because in the beautiful things there is also sadness. You know there is a winter Olympics going on. There are lots of girls who have come as cheerleaders from South, uh, North Korea. Each one of them is very, very beautiful. They are not cheerleaders. They are girls who represent that country. So the country wants to say, we have beautiful girls. If you ask anybody, what do you want to see in India? You know, the first thing they will say, you know what? The Taj Mahal. Why you want to come and see the Taj Mahal? Sir, it's a tomb of a dead person. You know, a tomb of a dead person. Why don't you go and see in your own graveyard, there are tombs of dead people over there which are much more beautiful than Taj Mahal. By looking at Taj Mahal of that, you know, all that marble glory, you think you are going to get some happiness in this world? It's just a stupid building. And people jostle over there to get inside that building. For what reason, I don't know. I went twice. Once my driver forced me to go over there. He said, sir, you are paying for this journey, you know, going up to Rindavan. Why not go and see Taj Mahal? It's just 20 kilometers from here. I told him, please don't take me. I don't want to see dead man's tomb. He says, no, sir, Taj Mahal, the whole world comes to see. I said, sorry, boss. I have come to see Krishna in Vrindavan and Gokul. Okay. I am happy meeting Krishna over there. I am not happy in seeing dead people. No, sir, you go and see. You know what happened? I told him, you don't take me over there. No, sir, you are paying for it. Why you, I cannot take you? He deliberately took me to Taj Mahal and his taxi was caught in the middle and he had he was he, he had to pay through his nose fine because he didn't have permits. He showed me the Taj Mahal. Those who have seen the Taj Mahal will remember there is a place where they park the car and from there you go inside, enter Taj Mahal and come back. He said, Sir, you take two hours, come. I came back in less than half an hour, I think. He, uh, he looked at me, he's, he's looking at me in You saw it and came. I said, what is there to see? I saw one white building, I went around it and I came back. You did not admire it. You should admire. That is the beauty of India. I said, it's a dead man's tomb. I am not interested. In India, we burn the bodies. We don't create tombs. To dust you will go, isn't it? So, yes, somebody has made the Taj Mahal. I went, saw, yes, it is a nice building. Yes, he spent a lot of money making it. And whoever has made it, because the person should not make after that the same kind of building, they have cut off all the hands of those people. All the workers' hands were cut because they should not make a building like that after that again. It was, it was in, you know, there were diamonds and beautiful stones were stuck up in the walls over there. The Britishers came and removed all the diamonds and took it away. There was a golden throne over there. The Shah of Iran came and took it away and now in England it is. We had the biggest diamond over there called Kohinoor diamond. 
the same that fellow Shah, Shah Jahan had. What happened to it? Today the Queen of England is having a crown in which that diamond is stuck. So you think I should admire all these kind of things? I am not interested. I am happy with my God over there. Don't you bring me over here. So then, the next time when I went, there were other people with me. They visited the place right from inside. I was sitting outside waiting for them to come. I didn't go inside because I don't see the beauty in that marble stone. It is the best thing is why not spend your life thinking about God or thinking about the divinity, thinking about this, the beauty of this world is God's creation, not this marble. And that is the reason why I don't indulge in those kind of things because it is not important. So, Person in the mode of ignorance sleeps excessively, indulges in false hope and displays violence towards others. When, okay, sorry, we have finished this. So we are doing this particular verse. Consciousness becomes clear and senses are detached from matter. So there are no senses which are attached to the... So the eyes are not interested in seeing beautiful things. The ears are not interested in hearing praises. The mouth is not interested in saying something, you know, eating some good stuff. No, there is no, no such requirement. When he has given up all these things, the person becomes fearless. There are no fears in this world. What fear can a person have? What is he to lose? There is no prestige that he has to lose. It's like today I don't have any prestige only. What is there to lose? Somebody calls me, hey, Suresh Rao, tu pagal admi. I mean you are an idiot. I say, okay, have, thank you very much. I am an idiot. What can you do about it? What are you teaching? I said, you want to hear, sit. If you don't want to hear, get out. You know, whether you say this kind of a thing, a person may feel offended. I say, if you are feeling offended, why are you sitting over here? You should go to a place where people will praise you. You are the greatest thing on planet Earth. Please come, sit down, give me some money. Yes, that place you are interested in going. This place, though, free knowledge, free everything. You want to take it, take it. So this is what is important. Fearlessness comes in a person. He is not bothered about things. Okay? Within the material body and detachment from the material mind. There is no attachment of any sort. No attachment of any sort. That I want this, I want this, this is mine, this is mine, this is mine. There is no attachment whatsoever. It's right from, you know, the clothes that you wear, to the books that I am reading, to the computers that you are watching. Nothing belongs to me. Nothing. If nothing belongs to me, then where is the point of ownership? So there is no attachment whatsoever. So some person wanted to come during this weekend. This, uh, this was that uh, 14th, you know, 14th February. So the person asked me, can I come and stay in your place? I said, he wants to bring his girlfriend. I said, sir, this is a spiritual place. No, you can't have girlfriend over here. Mm -hmm. And then, you have a car, no? Can I use your car going around? I said, sir, you know what? This car doesn't belong to me. It belongs to some other people. If I'll have to take their permission to give the car to you. Okay. Because nothing belongs to me. Even this house doesn't belong to me. No car belongs to me. So I was very easily able to get out of it. Because it doesn't belong to me. What do I do? If it was my property, I would have thought about it. I would have felt, you know, okay, okay, maybe a friend of mine I should give. Doesn't matter. So this is how it is. 
So, you should understand the situation of the predominance of the modes of goodness in which one has opportunity to realize me. So, understand at the end of this, when you become detached from your senses, mind and body, when you have no such desires of any kind, when you are free, when there is fearlessness in you, you have reached the state of placidity of the mind. There is nothing there in your mind per se. You have become clean, pure. Consciousness is cleaned out. And that is the place. It's called the mode of goodness. On its own, you will come over there. And once you come over there, then it's the easy step to recognize the Lord. Because there is nothing else to see. No, no Machu Picchu to see. No? no Taj Mahal to see. No nice food to eat. Yeah, my food is Krishna, 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 only Krishna, Krishna, Krishna. <laughs> or you know, just Father in heaven. That's it. What else do I want to see? I have nothing to see, nothing to gain. And this gives me a lot of freedom. Because there is no attachment per se. So, we have ended over here at verse 16. So, we will stop over here. So, I will see you all next week. Okay, take care. You have a very good week ahead. Bye.